Look, uh, ball player, ball player, no watching from the side. Said that you got him next, well, go ahead and show him why. No limits in the sky, go ahead and take your shot. This one is for the city. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up Next, the podcast where we talk about who's up next in youth sports. Uh, we got a special guest today. He's a return guest. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk on a very important issue. But first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy. And I got my co-host, Khalid Green, in the house. Everything good? Everything good, man. Peace, man. Um, just uh, happy to be here with my with my big bro. I don't know. If, I don't even know if he's older than me, but I feel like <laughs> he is sometimes because he's a, he's a very wise man. I got a lot of respect for him. My man, Ro Russell from Canada, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the age later, man. Let's not get into that, Ro. <laughs> Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, we've seen each other and dealt with each other for for decades. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, different functions and everything. So it's good no to be doubt. on and uh, you know talking about important issue and important uh, time frame. At least we get a month. Before it was a day, right. then it was a week, mm. and now it's a month. You know, right. so we got to take advantage of it and. And and get it going for the the whole year, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that, yeah, that's a that's a big issue. Uh, so yeah, we got we got Ro Russell, Canadian AU legend, founder of Grassroots. Yeah, representing New York City right here. Yeah, right? Yeah, oh, representing New York. Right. <laughs> He's found founder of Grassroots Elite. Uh, we had him on previously with his, with that 2023 stud, Elijah Fisher, who who yeah, he no has. Um, but now uh, we got Ro Russell. We're going to talk about. Uh, it's Black History Month, of course. We're in February. It's Black History Month. Um, and we want to talk about it on, you know, from a different perspective, uh, the Canadian perspective. Of course, that's where uh, Roe is. Um, and, it, and it's something we don't really think about. And we have, you know, have, you know, basketball-wise, just basketball-wise, we have all these Black guys from Canada in the league now. And, and uh, you know, we kind of look at them a little differently because they're not from the United States. Um, so let's let's get into it into black history and focus on Canada and, and, you know, get into some of the differences, but, um, but first row, of course, again, thanks for joining us. And, thanks, um, and, te- and, you know, I guess we can start by, you know, what, what's on your mind as far as, as far as the way black history is treated in Canada. And do you, do you guys have a black history month there too? Yeah, we do. Um, Jean Augustine, uh, a black woman uh, started it uh, and brought it to, uh, you know, uh, fruition in uh, 1995 but since then they haven't really celebrated it and, and if they did they just like did a little something something spoke about it and then okay now we're in march okay it's done now you know what i mean they act like we want something special like i, I saw on a twitter post a guy said oh the black folks get a, a, a whole month for themselves man those guys <laughs> Right. They, they think you're better than us you know wow. and I'm saying, like they don't get it like right. you know it's been white history the whole time so can the black folks take it a month at least right can, can people emphasize and recognize and celebrate and and tribute to what the black folks have done so um you know now you know we're trying to bring it to the next level to let the dialogue get going so it's not just for one month it keeps on going march april may june july all the way through because we've done some extraordinary things it, we basically built america and a big part of Canada, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we were brought here against our will, and uh, we've been able to persevere, even though all the oppression and the social injustice and, and all the things that we have had to go through, the racism, we're still here. 
We're, we're, right. we're better than ever, and we're we're gonna keep on going. So we, in Canada, they need to, you know, be more serious about it, and and rather than take it out of their books, they don't want to talk about uh, slavery and and what we've done and, and and all that stuff. They just want to talk about what they've done. And so we got to let them know, hold on a second. We've done some things too. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about right. what we have to go through. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, that, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, it sounds similar to here. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we make a big deal in America about Black History Month and and all that. But, you know, even, even I'm seeing recently, even people here are getting tired of that whole one month thing as if white people don't have their history told every month. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Every, day, every second, every minute, every hour. Right. You know, so so uh, for us, uh, we're a little bit behind because we're not at that point where they're talking a lot about it. We're trying to get the dialogue going, the, the you know, the education going and, and uh, you know, to, to get it to the point where we said, hey, a month isn't enough, you know, so we're, we're still trying to get to that point, you know what I mean? So, uh, where we we, we we spill over to other months and and other years, so that that's what it is. Yeah, I think I think the approach here has kind of changed, um, and I I think I I can remember my mother, she basically taught me Black history every day. Like it was a whether they whether they co-signed it or not, uh, my mother had had me reading about Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and you know, Nat Turner and many, many people that were not necessarily approved by white America at the time. My mother had me reading about because she didn't want me to be in a in a closet about, you know, not knowing about my history. Who are some of the people in Canada? Because that's one thing we we don't really we, we I'm very familiar with the people in in America that have, you know, done big things that are black here. But what about Canada? Like who who who, who should we know about? Okay, well, the person, the first person you should know, which you do know, is um, is Rosa Parks because after she did what she did in America, she helped the Underground Railway and she helped folks get over to Canada. So she was going back and forth from America to Canada, and she actually uh, lived in Canada for in her later years, and she was a big icon of, of us of ours up in here. So mm. people do know uh, Rosa Parks, which we we claim a little bit of her as well. You know what I'm saying? And then you got um, Elijah McCoy. When you talk about the real McCoy, like it came from him. He was the guy that when they were doing the parts and all that stuff uh, to make a, a, a train, he was the one, the, the specter that said, okay, this is legitimate. This is the real McCoy. You know mm. what I mean? So Elijah McCoy, we have a, a lady named Viola Davis. She was very similar to Harriet Tubman because she refused to go to the back in the theater. She wanted to sit in the front and watch the show and watch the singing and, and the production. And then she had a similar situation like, um, you know, like Harriet Tubman in terms of all that whole nine and Rosa Parks. So she uh, is, is on, actually on our stamp and, and on our money already, uh, Viola Davis is, you know what I mean? And then you get into Jean Augustine, she's the first po black politician in, in, uh, in, in uh, uh, politics in Canada. And then you go, Stuart Granger is the first black person um, uh, uh, drafted in the NBA. Uh, he, he actually went to prep school in New Rochelle. He was the first wow. guy to go to prep school. He played at Villanova for four years. Then he got drafted first round, 24th, uh, to Cleveland Cavaliers. So um, people don't know that. People are thinking, 
Michael Jordan and LeBron and Steph Curry, which is great. But they, they need to know who Stuart Granger is, you know what I mean? Because right. he was the first. He opened the floodgates for everybody else. And then from there, you, you get your R.J. Barrett, that's at your know, hometown in New York City, and, and Tristan Thompson and Corey Joseph and, and Jamal Murray and all the rest of them, you know, are doing big right. things because of Stuart Granger. So right there, you know, there are some people that have done some great things over the years, um, you know, uh, over the decades. That, that should be uh, celebrated and recognized uh, for their thing. But the problem is they don't have that in the in the books. Not, it's not in there. You got to do your research. You got to Google it. You got to get your go to the library and look it up and talk to the forefathers before you find out, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that this person invented that or this person did that or this person is Canadian or whatever. So um, I'm actually making a booklet that has all these people in there, both American and Canadian, and, and a little bit of what they've done and give it to teams, give it to players, give it to schools and, and this circulated both, um, you know, hand, uh, hand booklet as well as digitally. So people can really know all the, the black folks that, that did some great things in Canada as well, because right. we, we know a lot about what the Americans did, who the authors, the entrepreneurs, the, the celebrities, the a musician, like, you know, the only one that people know about is Drake. That Drake's the captain. Right. That's you know right. Right. And, right. And that's it. That's all they know about. They don't know about anybody else. So we're going to educate them. Right. Right. Yeah. I looked up uh, the sister named Viola Davis because um, she refused to sit in the balcony of, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of Rose, yeah. Roseland Theater. And as and, and soon as I, I heard that, I thought about Rosa Parks. And what people don't know is even before Rosa Parks, I forgot the sister's name, but there was another sister that did that before Rosa Parks. It's just a, a teenager. The, yeah, Rosa Parks got most of the uh, acclaim for it. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know, like, I, I think that I know more about American his Black history than I know about Canadians. So I said, that's not right. I, right. I should know both. And so I started to educate myself and I started asking my players and they were like, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, and they're mentioning guys in America, which is great. It's wonderful. But did you know this? Did you know this person did that? Right. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So now they're Googling and they're checking it out. We're actually making our guys do a presentation before the whole team to say what they found out about Canadian black history that they oh, didn't know big. before. You yeah. know, so we're, we're trying to, Get get it going and pass it forward. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. what it is. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. What's what's the you know what's the migration like the history of the of black migration? So so what happened was when um, the Europeans came down to um, to bring the slaves and the the, the transatlantic uh, slave trade, uh, some of the English people brought uh, black slaves from Africa over to Halifax. And they stuck them in this uh, neighborhood called North Preston, and they built most of the city there. The whole city's all black, and and they get they you know they're like sort of in a in a in a in a retreat. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys stay over there, build everything, and you guys just chill. You know, so a lot of history comes from that area because that's where the slaves were, and, and and that's where they're from. So there's actually Canadian slaves that um actually were were uh you know. Uh, that grew up and, and lived and, and did everything out in Halifax. And then there's people from the Caribbean that came up in the 70s, and there's people from Africa that came up after. So, uh, And then there's people from the Underground Railroad that are Americans, African-Americans that 
fled the you know the the, the slavery and stuff like that when before they had um the slave uh, became the free and um it, it came through the slave trade so um through the, through the underground railroad so that's basically the the migration of the slaves up to Canada how would you describe the racial climate in Canada cuz you know we don't hear um, too much about it from from the america's perspective i think a lot of us think it's it'd be better there like you always hear yeah, people it, it, i'm it, moving it, to yeah. canada you know trump is in office i got to move to canada you always hear stuff like that yeah yeah you do hear stuff like that it's not as crazy but we, it's because we have 35 million that's all you guys got 350 million so uh, we got 10th, the people we got to deal with, you know what I'm saying? There's still police brutality. There's still systemic racism. There's still daily racism. There's still prejudice. There's still, you know, some crazy dudes, uh, you know, that are remnants of, uh, you know, the KKK or, or Trumpers, whatever. So we got to deal with people, but not as much because there's only 35 mil uh, up in Canada, but it's still pretty bad. You know, it's still, you, you sense it, you see it. You, you, you feel it uh, in your daily life. Like, you know, it's not as bad as America because you got 350 uh, million, but it, it's still, it's not, it's not a bed of roses. Let me tell you that, mm -hmm. you know, I got to live it every day. I can stop my cops for just driving, you know, uh, people, you know, got to deal with the same kind of things that um, they got to deal with in America, you know, whether it be in Quebec, in Toronto, uh, in Vancouver, uh, because we have less population of black folks in those major cities. Like in New York City, you might have 17, 20% black or whatever it is. In Toronto, there's only like 7%. You know, in Montreal, there's only like 8%. In uh, Vancouver, there's like 2%, you know? So there's less of us in these major cities. So it's it's a, it's a still a fight. Yeah, I, I never bought into that, man. When people were saying move to Canada, I'm like... I... I did not think that, you know, racism was just going to evaporate or not be there when I got there. I never believed that. Um, and I'm glad you said that. The one thing you do, you, you the, the one thing you guys do have is free health care, though, right? <laughs> that helps a lot. That comes yeah. in handy. We got free health care. And, and the people are not as boisterous. You know, they're kind of undercover. It's still there, but they're not as boisterous and blatant as it is in America. But it's still there. You know, after a while, you, you kind of pick up on it in, in education, jobs, uh, in the workforce, in corporate, and those kind of things. So, uh, you know, it's still here. But, yeah, thank God for uh, Canada and, the, and their, their universal health care. We can go get free health care in Canada. We can go to America, and they'll, play, they'll, they'll pay for the health care in America or all over the world. All you got to do is just send the bill and mail it in, and they'll pay, pay for you. You know, so that's one good thing. And that that right there uh, shows a racial disparity to me because we have more black people here and we're supposed to be the richest country, mm -hmm. yet we don't have universal health care. Yeah, that's you know, true. You're right. Absolutely. That, that, that makes absolutely. Well, actually, in a racist, you know, in a racist climate, it does make sense. <laughs> that's right. true that's true that's true that's true right. uh, we, there's only like maybe five maybe seven percent black in all all of canada you know what i'm saying so uh, we make up a, a small percentage of uh you know the the people here you know there's more asians there's more indians there's more you know other you know indigenous and, and those kind of things and white folks probably make up about 80 percent in all of canada 
you know, so that's what it is. So it's not this, it's not the same as it is in America, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's sometimes it can get pretty bad. You know, the, the police uh, brutality is not, you, you know, as, as it is in America, but it happens. It happens in certain places uh, against the black folks, against the, the natives. Uh, it, it's pretty bad. You know, like just the way they talk to you, the way they operate to you, about you, the way they, they, they treat you is like similar. You know? So racist, racist or racist in Canada, in America, in Europe, and everywhere, right. racist the racist, you know what I'm saying? Right. When you see, you know, we, we see, you know, ball players, like I was saying before, we see ball players, uh, black guys coming from Canada, um, and we always associate it with, you know, the African diaspora, which which is which is also true in America, but we just don't talk about it like that because, I, you know, we have people who are descendants of slaves, so they're kind of straight-up Americans. Now, when, you, when you're talking about Canada, is it more so, you know, people, you know, uh, you know, from Africa more recently or from the West Indies more recently? Is there a difference there, too? Um, th yeah, there is a difference in terms of the culture and the language and, and, and them being... Um, you know, take it more because they want the opportunity that they didn't have in Haiti or Jamaica or Trinidad or Bahamas or whatever. People coming from Nigeria now, um, you know, they're, they're, they just, they're going to fight and, and go through everything they got to go through because they want to do something for their family and for themselves. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot different now for uh, the people in the diasporas that come over now from uh, the Caribbean or Africa or, or France or whatever. They're, you know, they're hardworking and some of them are doctors and they come here and, and they're a janitor, you know what I mean? And they're going to work 60 hours a day for their family, even though they should be in the hospital, you know? So they're a lot more um, humble because they know that this is still a land of opportunity like America and they're going to just, uh, you know, work hard and, and just try to get by and help the family. Is there, you think there's a difference between, you know, the, the, the young black male you know the young black person growing up in america wherever in any state is there is there like a is there any difference between the struggles that that black people go through in america as compared to canada yeah i think there's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences uh, a lot of similarities in terms of their we got we got we got hoods up in here and stuff like that people on welfare uh you know there's a lot of racism systemic racism job in the workforce and the corporate, all that stuff. So they got to deal with all that stuff, police brutality. So they got the same plight and the same walk. There's a lot of kids that, you know, uh, just disenfranchised because of the difficulties of moving forward uh, to the, you know, to the education system, to the workforce, to the corporate, all that stuff. But um, I think that uh, the difference is um, the, the, the people are gentler and nicer and they're, they'll, they'll, they'll just, be quiet and keep working and keep working and they won't say a lot. You know, we don't have a lot of activists up here and we should have more activists that say that's enough. Like we can, we're not going to take it no more. And so slowly but surely, especially after George Floyd and all that stuff that happened with him, it touched the heart of uh, Canadians uh, everywhere, you know, of what happened to him and in the plain day, like you know, blatantly, uh, open like that and uh now more activists are coming out of the woodwork and you know when you guys are doing all, all the protesting we were protesting in canada too and, and we were right there to support and and communicate and, and everything like that so 
um, you know, there's more activists coming up out of the world. Do you, do you think the lack of uh, activists have been, is there a systematic reason for that? Because here we, we have like, uh, I mean, to this day, we have the new Black Panthers. We have the NAACP. We have the Nation of Islam. We have, we have a whole lot of a litany of groups that you can name. But you seem to say that there's not a lot there. Is there have they been suppressed or is it just, you know, the climate now they're coming out because, you know, they feel empowered to come out? Yeah, yeah. They feel more empowered to come out now. There's a chapter of the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, up in Canada, but there isn't a lot. There's some underground um, activ activism and um and movements going on, but not all over, like you were saying about, um, you know, NC, there's no NCAACP or whatever it's called um, up in Canada. I don't that I know of, uh, you know, there's no black, there wasn't a Black Panthers organization back in the 70s, you know, so it, they weren't as, uh, you know, hardcore and, and blatant as they are now. Now they're rising up, now different names and different people, they're, they're fed up and they, and they feel the pain and then they see what's happening and, and they're standing up now. Before they're kind of being quiet about it a little bit, but now they're 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 joining the Americans and, and they're they're standing up to these things. You know, when people are dissatisfied, you know, the majority when the majority become dissatisfied, it leads to that type of, you know, that type of uproar from the people from Definitely. the you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing it in England, you're seeing it in France, you're seeing it in Africa, you're seeing it in Australia, and we're right next door, and we're seeing all the things happening, all the different uh, people are getting shot, and, you know, while they're jogging, while they're sitting in the car, while they're, you know, singing, or while they're in the store, like all these craziness that you're happening, and it was touching the hearts of the black folks in Canada, and they're like, enough and enough, like, we got to support our brothers in America, because it's happening to us up here, too, but no one's talking about it because, you know, they're suppressing it on media and social media and all that stuff. So people didn't know other than the person that was dealing with it. We're having a Canada's having a big issue with like mental health. You know, where the police goes to someone's house for a mental health just to say, calm down, come with us. Let's talk about it. Uh, I'll, um, you know, um, get you on to someone else. And then all of a sudden that person's dead. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, how did that person die? And their loved ones just call to help restrain them and talk to him or whatever. All of a sudden, he's dead. You know what I mean? On the way to the police station, the guy died. Yeah, like, that's so an American problem. In Canada. And uh, we were like, okay, that was like the straw that, you know, broke the camel's back with George Floyd. And then so we were in uproar, you know, and since then, a lot of organizations popped up, you know, and, um, uh, BLM, you know, had a chapter in Toronto, and I belong to a, um, a, 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 a offshoot of BLM called um, Anchor, uh, you know, for a particular area that's been, you know, uh, taking the hits forever about, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and racism and injustice and and, and social injustice and, and systemic racism and all the above, you know, um, uh, police brutality and everything was going on, and so. Uh, I I I I felt was it was too much. With it, that enough is enough. Let's. I'll, I'm gonna spend my time and, and and educate people and and be passionate about it. And I've done a bunch of things with the youth, with the community, with the government, all that stuff. So uh, now people are being mobilized because of what's going on. 
<laughs> you know, and you think you think that 2020, it, it, we've come somewhere. You know, it's, things have gotten better, but it's almost in a weird way that it's, it got worse. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like that here also. You know, taking it back to the youth, in, in, in terms of like as as black people in Canada and 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 speaking about like knowledge of self and history, you know, history of themselves, is that so you you believe that that's that's lacking compared to what's going on in America because because we've had, you know, Black History Month or whatever for, for so long? Yeah, definitely. Um, in Canada, the, the, the white folks, the, the powers that be, they act like, oh, there's no racism in here. So we don't have to really do a lot of that activities with, with uh, Black History Month because there's no racism here. We're nice people and everything like that. But there's a lot of systemic racism. There's a lot of corporate when you're going to get a job and you're way more qualified than the other person because he knows them or the color of your, your, your skin and there's stereotypes and there's police brutality and um, all those kind of things uh, all around you. And so, um, you know, it's, it's there, uh, but they try to act like it's not there, you know. And so a lot of people are rising up to show them that it's there and they're changing names of. Uh, slave owners and statues and 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 uh, 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 schools and 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 different um, places to that have uh, names of slave owners and racist people like you guys are doing down there. So we're, we're following you guys' lead in terms of you know mobilizing and and uh, making a change. It sounds like Canada, like when you when you mention how they're saying how you know racism doesn't exist. That sounds like uh, the North. That sounds like yeah. you know, and I'm and I mean the New York, uh, New York area, the Connecticut area, where you know you don't think of racism as you do in the South and in 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 America, you know. But in sure. New York sure. or in Boston, it it is more subtle. It 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 it's yeah. more subtle. It's more secretive, and and yeah. a lot of it people don't like to admit comes from liberals, you know, so, right. you know. And it's actually worse uh, sometimes because, you know, New York is the is the most segregated sure. in terms of housing and the way and where people are living. It's the most segregated, you know, state there is, right. you know, so, right. so it's really, you know, those, those are the dangerous places where they try to pretend like everything is fine. And, and that in itself, when you have when you when you're in Canada, you know, in Canada, you're saying you have, you know, white people saying, you know, you don't not only not only do you not, you know, you don't need to worry about racism because we're not racist, but you also don't need to know about your history because we're not racist. What does that have to do? Right. Yeah. Don't have anything yeah. to do with each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not, not in the schools Like you have to go to a specific university or college to to take African studies. You know what I mean? For you to find out about your history. It's not in the schools. It's not in elementary schools. It's not in middle schools. And it's definitely not in high schools. Like there's some clubs that got started because of things, mothers and different people that said, you know what, we got to educate our sons about all these things. But it's not a natural, you know, every school must have uh, a black history, you know, month or a black history uh, class or club, whatever. Like there's people like myself that said, no, enough is enough. We got to make sure that's in the classroom. We got to make sure there's a black history. You know what I mean? Because before, you know, if, if there's no allies, you know, in a lot of these, you know, mostly white schools and, and so forth, 
it wasn't happening. You know, it wasn't a part of the governmental uh, mandate to make sure that, you know, there's a class there, there's a club there, there, there's a, you know, they were acting like having a black uh, history club was uh, offensive and, 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 and that was um, racist, you know, right. by having one, right. you know what I mean? And so you'd have Johnny uh, by himself in a corner sitting down with no one to talk to because he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like anybody else, you know? Right. And so you, someone comes along and says, let's make a club for all those people that, that want to know about their history, that, that look the same and so forth. And then they, they, they make negative of that, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of crazy. Right. So, um, you know, so across the country, people are, are are saying enough is enough. You know, let's mobilize. Let's do something about it because you guys um, aren't seeing it. You're thinking that there is no racism. We had to make politicians change their tone, change their wording to say, OK, fine, there is racism. But I didn't know. I didn't know there's race. I thought you guys were good. I thought everything was cool. We have to say, you're right. Now you made a point on you know, uh, education or, or jobs or corporate or whatever it is, police, that there is a problem, you know? So we've, we've done a good job in, in ex, ex, explaining and educating and showing that there is an issue because like you said, they were thinking that everything was fine. Hey, there's black folks in the politics, in the, in the politics, there's black folks in corporate, there's black folks. And, you know, but the, obviously the percentages are really low. Right. You know what I'm saying? The highest uh, positions that were out in the com companies were really low, right. and uh, and all those different things. So they, they were thinking that because one token black guy was somewhere, then that made it good. That that means there's no racism. They, you know, someone that's uh, qualified for that position won't get it because of color of their skin, rather than oh he didn't get it because that person was more qualified. Yeah, they call they, you know they call that the illusion of inclusion. Right. It, that, that's a good yeah. one right there. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? Sounds, and it sounds like you're talking about America. Right. We're It's the same America. thing. It's the same thing here. You know, the percentages and all high positions, percentages in colleges, you know, non-athletes. Uh, you know, we talk, talk about all these schools like, you know, Michigan and Villanova, you know, the, the whole team, the whole basketball team is black or, you know, 70 percent is black, but about three percent of the of the, you know, non-athlete po uh, population is black. You know, that's true. And, and in Canada it's worse for the coaches. There's, mm -hmm. um, my daughter is a, a university coach up here and there's like two more. So there's only three. You can count on one hand how many women's head coaches there are in Canada and probably on another hand, how many black uh, men's coaches in Canada? So it's even worse than it is in America and so forth. So uh, we still got some ways to go, you know what I'm saying? But we'll keep fighting. And you and you mentioned uh, before we before we came on the air, you were talking, you were telling us about how you were able to get in your school, uh, you know, a black history course and, and, and it was made as a core course. Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, when this whole thing happened, we're saying we're, we had like a coalition. Uh, of teachers and, and staff and stuff. And they're talking their piece about everything. And I, I came and I said, hey, I think that we should have actual class for black history, for African history, because it, it happens in America. And why is it in Canada? And, and no, and he heard crickets and no one could answer why. So they said, someone spoke up and said, let's, let's start that. Let's put that together, a curriculum, and let's send it to the government to get it 
the ministry to approve it and then um, an historian to read over it to make sure it's accurate and then let's, you know, and put it in our school. And then from there, it could transfer to other schools and other situations, you know. And we have, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of things in Black History Month. We're actually taking the whole month, you know, and doing different speakers and activities and, and different posters. And we're really doing a really good job. And then uh, finally, well, we're even Martin Luther King doesn't even have a holiday in Canada. And I was like, why does a Martin Luther King have a, a holiday in Canada? He is responsible for a lot of the freedom that we get in Canada as well. Why isn't that a holiday? You know, and so we're fighting for that too, and a lot of other things to to bring about some change. So uh, at least we started there, but we're gonna keep it going. We're not gonna stop there. And the core, the, the fact that you made it a core course, I think is the biggest thing. I mean, we don't have that here. I mean, you know- we, That's crazy we, because yeah, it, we, it's, 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 a, it's a history class. It's a social right. science, just like uh, a, a Canadian history, American history, or, or whatever, rural history. A black history is the same thing. It happened. It's not like we we made it up. Right. You know, they did it. They they did that. You know, people done some stuff. So um, it, it should be a core in America as well. It's, you know it, what I mean? yeah. it's got you know, it's got to be a core. I mean, you have now a situation where you know in Utah, there was an article recently in Utah that there there are white kids or white parents in the school system trying to get you know trying to get their have the ability to for their kids to opt out of you know, of uh, Black History Month or, or opt out wow. of, of having to, you know, yeah, I read learn that. Black History I read that. during the month. Wow, that's and crazy. I'm, and Bomani Jones said something, I'm going to steal it from him. I mean, he said something that was really genius. The problem is, if, if it weren't just one month, they couldn't opt out. So it's that, it's the whole situation where it's, it's just one month and, yeah. and they segregate it. Forget that. Why, you know, my son is doing something for his school on, on you know, Muhammad Ali, and I'm like, why, why would you only talk about Muhammad Ali one month out of the year, you know, like, or somebody like that, like these people, yeah. you should be teaching all this stuff 12 months a year, just like you teach George Washington and whoever, you know, whoever the hell else, right. uh, you know, 12 months a year. Exactly. I, you're absolutely right. It's like, uh, but that same person who wants to opt out of um, uh, Black History Month, he'll listen to hip hop. Right, he'll, right. The Drake and right. and and Jay Z and Nas and all that stuff. He'll wear some urban gear. Right. You know, he'll, he'll like some black girls. He'll right. he'll do all these things that are black culture. Right. But he'll I don't want all the history stuff on me. I just want some of the culture. I like that part. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if you get a culture, you gotta take the black folks that come with the culture as well. You gotta learn about them and and and, and um you know work together. So. Yeah, quite quite honestly, if it wasn't for black people, there would not be that much culture in America or Canada. Quite honestly, because you just or mentioned, anywhere. yeah, or anywhere you just mentioned music and food and all of our contributions, you know, are, yeah, are enormous. Yes, yes, and they, and, they, and and they keep and we keep adding on to that cipher, and they keep extracting from it. So yeah, they still yeah they they still keep loving it. Even people that normally would not love to dance, you get white folks on TikTok and all over just trying to dance and get the moves together uh, from what they heard. You know, people that live you know lived on rock music and now you know adding hip hop to their you know their playlist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, you know you can't you can't have one without the other. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely.
And uh, before we let you go, tell, you know, obviously it's a basketball or a sports uh, podcast. Just remind us of all the, uh, you know, the great Canadian. Uh, well, well, back to back, uh, Steve Nash comes to mind. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not, he's not black, but he's an ally. Like if you yeah. go on Steve Nash's um, Instagram, he has a picture of George Floyd on there. You know what I'm saying? He he grew up with the brothers. You know what I mean? Like he's an honorary brother, Steve <laughs> Nash is. You know what I'm saying? Right. You have uh, R.J. Barrett. You have Tristan Thompson, Corey Joseph, um, Lugans Dorch. You got Jamal Murray. You got Corey Joseph. You got Cam uh, uh, Birch. You got mm. um, um, Nikhil Alexander. He has a, have his cousin, Shea right. Gilchrist Alexander. You got a lot of black Shea, um, Chris Boucher. You got a lot of guys out there that are doing their thing uh, that, that are showing that black folks can play too. And if you're from Canada, whatever, doesn't matter you call your skin or anything, you know, they, they put that time into it and earned their keep. And now they're in the NBA. You know right. what I mean? I, I missed a, a couple over the years, like Jamal McGlure and, right. and some other guys like that, that uh, got, got their way into the NBA and so forth. Um, but the, you know, there, there's been a bunch of them. And, and I think it's, it, People, especially in Canada, don't remember or know all of that. You know, definitely Americans don't know all that. And even some Canadians don't know who are all the Canadians that are in the NBA, that played in the NBA, that, who's the first in the NBA that was black. You know, they should know all these things. Who's a, who's a, who's Viola Davis and who's a, a Elijah McCoy and who's Gene Augustine and who's all these people? Who are they? They should know who they are right. the same way they know MLK and Malcolm X and, and, and Thurgood Marshall and all these people and Harriet Tubman. They, they should know who the Canadian versions are, you know what I mean? Because Canada did some things. and A lot of Americans came up to uh, Canada through the Underground Railroad, so they should know them as well. You know what I mean? They did some things, you know what I mean? We have to go through the same things that you guys had to go where They were slaves. They were brought here against their will. And and now they're living here. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And I think this is this is a great conversation because quite honestly, uh, you know, if you come here to America and you know, you go through systematic racism or get stopped by the police, nobody's asking whether you're Canadian. They just seeing the color of your skin. And the same thing and the same and the same thing if I was there in, in Canada or if I was anywhere else. So, you know, what the common denominator of all of that is that we're black people from all over the world and, and we share a, a common a commonality, you know, definitely. And uh, Martin Luther King made a great point. You were interviewing him and they're saying uh, about um, uh, why is the black folks, uh, you know, ha- are living in slums and hoods and and are not up there with the white folks and other immigrants that came over. And he and then Martin Luther King said it the best that, uh, you know, unfortunately, because of our color of our skin, people looked at us differently and we weren't afforded the same things that they were afforded. They got land, they got jobs, they got all these things to move forward, but they just push us to the side and they give, give us everything. So that's why we, we, we're, we're, we're starting like behind, right. you know, behind the eight ball. So. Uh, you know, that's that's true and all these things. But we're, we're not going to say, what was me? We're not going to say we're going to push ahead and fight and and get there, you know, and, and, and just, you know, we got to believe in it. And of all those people that had to go through racism and oppression and lynching and lynching and, and murders and all those hard times, if they got to 
uh, where they got to and became great people, then we could do it too. Absolutely. Because it's not as bad as it was back in the 1800s and the early 1900s. Not as bad. Right. It's bad, but it's not as bad. So if they can do it, we could do it too. So that's the main thing. Uh, I, I use Black History Month to these Black kids to tell them that, you know, don't just use it as a crutch. You know, right. it happened. But what are you going to do? Right. You got to do something about right. it. You got to say, OK, I'm going to rise up above it and I'm going to be inspired by the great ones that made it happen through all the hard times they had to go through. And they got somewhere. So I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to fight through and be inspired, be motivated to get somewhere as well. I, got yeah, that. I think we need to put coach slash Coach slash activist role by you, man. You the activist. I, I, what are you talking I about? Know, There's no activist. You the activist. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, anything for my race and for these yeah. kids, man. To, 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 I want the next generation needs to be better than our Absolutely. generation. They need to advance. You know, uh, sure, I did some things over the, the course of years in basketball. The next young guy needs to see what I'm doing, and he needs to be further ahead right. and, and keep them advancing until they remember his name or remember my name. Who knows? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's what it Absolutely. is. <laughs> no, man. Uh, well, we really appreciate this. This was a great, uh, great history lesson. Definitely for me in terms, you know, just because we don't, you know, Americans, you know, we're very self consumed. We, you know, we think about our own situation, but I do, I do think when, when American blacks, see other black people we you know we just they're you know that's we, our brother. we feel yeah. like they're the same yeah. That's, yeah. Our, that's, yeah. that's our brother we don't yeah. care where yeah. you're we from, gonna really. eat oxtails so. together and all of that <laughs> right right and and you're and you're right, and you're right. When, they come, when they come over here you know they go you know that racism gonna hit you in the head regardless yeah. it doesn't matter where you're from you know people you know media you know even if you're a basketball player the media will treat you differently they're gonna write different things about you just because of the color of your skin and the color of your skin has no there's no language to that no you know what i'm saying right there's no language Absolutely. to like you you know your hair is kinky or whatever people can identify it and every i don't care what country you're in everybody has those those prejudices and all that and true we get hit. We get hit the hardest uh, because of that. But um, like I said, great. You know, thanks a lot yeah. uh, for coming yeah. on and uh, this is great. and you know spreading the word and you know talking about it from a Canadian perspective because we never hear about that. Yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate. Yeah. It. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to you know uh, talk about a different perspective of uh, racism and and then black folks and history and everything. And uh, you know we'll keep fighting the fight in Canada and in the U.S. Absolutely. So my brother, let's keep it going. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. No yes, doubt. sir. <laughs> Roe Russell, like I said, a Canadian legend in uh, in grassroots basketball, founder of Grassroots Elite. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future uh, because you know he he knows he has a he's connected to anybody who's nice coming out of Canada. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go through Roe. Yeah. And he might be raising <laughs> the next. And he might be raising the next Malcolm X out of out of out of That's Canada. True. That's true. <laughs> I got to. I need to. No I, doubt. I need no to. doubt. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate yes, it. It was fun, and uh, well, hopefully, it was educating for uh, educational for all the people that. Now watching and, and they look at look at things differently now as well. That you know, there's some black folks up here yeah. in the north. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. So thanks for having me and we'll talk. Peace, bro. All right, appreciate it. Okay, man. All right, good stuff. You know, Black History Month. Like I said, uh, I've been just the fact the whole. You know, I guess I'm get, getting older now, and I'm just like 
I don't even like the Black History Month it, by itself annoys me that just that the, yeah. there's one month where you know they try to put you know all of a sudden you're talking about black people get yeah yeah that. yeah I'm with that too man I'm I'm like I I, I celebrate it every day you know I try yeah. to read as much as I can as as I was raised to do uh, there's so our and our history. One thing I, I, I need to say is that our history started way before slavery. Like we have a history that comes way before slavery. So sometimes they try to just regulate us to, to know about the struggles of slavery so they can keep our mindset to know that, you know, the, the up the upside is not that big from slavery. But right. if we know about the dynasties of Egypt and or Kemet and other things, you know, when we when we were kings and queens, and before we were brought over here, that would elevate our mindset even more. So um, right. that's the part of history and that we, we need to know. And we still and we still are kings and queens. yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can tell, like you know, we talk about oh, you know, we dominate sports and entertainment and all that. Kind of stuff. That's because those were the only areas that that we were allowed right. to participate in. Right. So and and guess what? We uh, we had a black president. And he, he was only allowed to participate in that probably for the last, we've only been allowed to participate in that for the last, whatever, 40, 50 right. years in terms of real politics. So it's really any any area that is open to us, we yeah, <laughs> we, we, yeah. we show and prove. We, show, we are kings and queens. No doubt, we okay? will show and prove, so. and the cream always rises to the top. So, right. um, and I think that's what, you know, I think they know that, a lot of people know that, and that's why, uh, you know, they're scared and that's why they continue uh, to use, you know, to, to use the systemic racism against them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I was, I, this is a blessing to talk to the brother Ro, um, get mm -hmm. a perspective on Canada, um, you know, and, and, uh, and other things, man, other than basketball and sports, um, you know, black history, black history year, we're going to call it black history year. And it's, it's yeah, universal, yeah. man. Yeah, and on the undefeated, you know, who I'm a contributor to, uh, they actually are running this thing, Black History Always. Right, uh, I like that. You know, so yeah, 360. But, but you you can't just say that in February either. Hopefully, that's a whole that's, that's a whole right. thing. That's right. That's right. They keep that up. So, that's right. Um, you know, like I said, there's no way you should be talking. You know, you should be. You, you could only talk about Muhammad Ali. And Malcolm X in February. Absolutely. And I'm talking about you know white people. Right. You know, that, right. That's not the only time you should be talking about those people. Right, right. And and I, I want to say, you know, if white people knew the history of black people uh and were open to it, they would have a right. higher respect for what we have contributed to civilization. Right. So right. I mean, and and that goes, I mean, you talk about his history and history books. Right. You know, we you know half of that stuff isn't even real yeah, so yeah so um and and it's done on purpose absolutely so they don't you know the the powers that be didn't want other white people to know our absolutely history not just us exactly you know exactly so. keep everybody in the dark <laughs> so anyway that that that's our uh that's our Black History Month episode, <laughs> even though not really, because like Black History always episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might come of, back with another our, one in March, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. This is our all show. our episodes <laughs> are Black History Month, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. So it's all good, but uh, thanks, thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, keep following 
uh, keep subscribing uh, to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc. Uh, follow us on Instagram at UpNextPod. It's popping over there. Follow us on Twitter at UpNext underscore pod. And of course, follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, UpNextPod, uh, to see everything on video, entire interviews that we've done, you know, even the ones we, we've done way back are up there. Uh, we, we have a lot of good ones, so go check those out. Yeah, help us get our numbers up, man. Yeah, it's all good though. Yep. <laughs> Peace, everyone. All right. Yeah, till next week. Purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Collie Green got me a scally before he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check. Uh, they had then, I got now. Now, guess who next?